Genre. Welcome back to another Rocky Minute. We're the daily podcast for you, where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us for one final time. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> Isn't it? It always is. I was just starting to feel like I was a part of the crew. Now, Fridays mm-hmm. are always so sad. Fridays are sad, man. They are sad. Jeez. Feels like we just said hello. Now we have to say goodbye. Oh, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I say hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello hey, nice Beatles reference. Say goodbye. All right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't say your name. Who am I again? You are Jeff Hewlett from right. Slycast. I almost forgot. Yes. And the tricorder transmissions. Don't forget. We're going to try. Correct. Try, by the way, tricorder is T-R-I-C-O-R-D-E-R transmission. Yes. Correct. Because when I first yeah. heard about it, I was calling it tri-quarter. As in the money? As in a quarter. Good call. Yeah, well, you know, for the non-Star Trek fan, that would be tri-quarter is not a word you would understand, right? It's not something you'd immediately know how to spell. Star Trek fans, you know, tri-quarters appear in about every Star Trek series. It's a pretty common device. So, um, so Star Trek fans are- I have to say that if you told me- to look up tricorder, whatever the reference is, I would look up T R I C O R D R before I looked up T R Y Q Q U A R T E R. Thank you for that. The only I feel better now. I I, I was going to step into my time machine and go back five years and change the name of my podcast network. Give me a little credit. I figured it was T R I, but I thought it was. Tri- and then you were thinking about a quarter, like yeah, tricorder, like, like seventy-five cents, like as if you were putting a. Dime in a hole where a quarter should go, and so it was like try quarter. <laughs> no, I, I, I would. I think <laughs> most people would go with the T R I C O R D R. All right, well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> me, I guess. Yeah. All right. All right. So today we are, we are knocking out minute ninety-five, which begins with Rocky covering Adrian up with a blanket, and it ends with Rocky taking it all in. So he goes to leave the apartment. After he opens the door, he takes one last glance back at Adrian. I guess to make sure you didn't wake her with that, just the loud opening of the door. <laughs> he, does it, he does it very loudly. He turns around so fast, too. Because he realizes he was not quiet. Heartwarming scene, though, honestly. Uh, great framing of this shot. I love how you see the, uh, the, the the nice picture of Rocky and Adrian there in focus. And then the focus shifts so you can see Rocky putting the blanket on Adrian. Hmm. Uh, very heartwarming. I think it really, without words, gives you a, a really intimate feeling of how much uh, he really cares for her and how much she means to him. So, um, you know, it's a gentle moment preceding a very brutal fight. Yeah, we've said it time and time again that that she is his everything, mm-hmm. he, his focus. Yes. His, he, she is really all he cares about. Yeah, it's like a nice gesture when your loved one is laying down and you Put a little blanket yes. on. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the other, as I discussed, I, was <laughs> well, I was just going to say the other day um, when my wife was not feeling well, she was in bed, miserable in bed. I had, to, I, I put our kid to bed, and I had to get the the um, 
the screen for the monitor was in the was in our bedroom and I had to go in there and get it. Which believe me, it was a lot of prayer. <laughs> I can see you with some kind of robotic arm apparatus reaching through the door, like just gripping the sheet and putting it over so, her. So so I went in to get the monitor and I did something and then the next day she said to me, I told I claimed like she told me that I, I didn't take care of her or whatever. I said, yeah, I, you know, I, I did. I came in the room to check in on time. And her words were, no, you came in the room to get the monitor and you sprayed me in the face with Lysol. <laughs> 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 Which I did do. And the husband of the year award goes to. <laughs> and she's 100% correct. I went in with my shirt up over my face. I had the Lysol in hand. I reached out. I grabbed the monitor. She looked at me. I sprayed the lights on her face <laughs> and ran out of the room. <laughs> and ran out. Oh, Damn, man. So go ahead. So she puts a blanket on her. It's nice, though. <laughs> it is nice. And you know what? Rocky does not have much. I mean, we know that. Not a well-off guy. Crappy apartment. Still finds enough money to buy a wreath to hang on his yeah. apartment door. <laughs> God bless you, Rocky. The Christmas spirit is yeah. strong. I mean, that's that's going to – I mean, you can make an argument for the Christmas tree. Everyone's got to have the Christmas tree. But the wreath on the door, that's just going the extra mm-hmm. mile in my opinion. Well, the wreath on the outside of the door tells your neighbors yeah. how festive That's for are. other people. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. That wasn't for Rocky's enjoyment. No. Well, he did that as a public service for everyone else yeah, in the building that walked past his door. So you know what? Hats off. You know, part of gold, that Rocky, yeah, did, part of gold. Yeah. Gotta love him. Gotta. Paulie wouldn't do it. No. Well, no. He carries the wreath around his arm. <laughs> when he's yeah. building a bat. Actually, no. He sets, up, he sets up a wreath in the front yard and throws turkeys through it. <laughs> I wonder. Ooh. I wonder. Because we, don't, we never see the wreath after um, Rocky and – Paulie has that little scuffle. Mm-hmm. That's the wreath. I wonder if that's the wreath. Like, give me that. <laughs> I just thought of a, I, I thought of like an event we can have, like maybe like over the summer we invite all uh, you know any guests or in the area or anybody wants to travel and we have like a Rocky Minute barbecue and we have like Rocky themed events and you know one of them we could have like who could we set up a speed bag who could punch it the longest and one of them could be ter- throwing turkeys through a wreath and who, who can you know get points. I am through. there. <laughs> We have to get a lot I'm of there. turkeys. <laughs> yeah, we need a lot. I'm going to start driving now. <laughs> I'm there. Pick up some turkeys on the way. <laughs> and a you got it, you guys. You want, pre, you want pre-cooked ones. It's got to be cooked. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, make sure the, the legs are easy to break off so we can have something to yeah. nosh on. And right. Throw the turkeys. Is that a leg or a wing? My pleasure. Mm, yeah, whatever. Not sure. So we cut to Apollo's face. Mm-hmm. Just smiling, smiling away. Yeah. Uh, the camera pulls back to reveal a huge painted poster of Apollo. And we see Rocky standing in the foreground next to the boxing ring. And here we are. We're at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Yeah. Let's not ask the question how Rocky got in there. It's the I, 70s. Everything. It was an open door. Everything. It was just usually the doors open. Yeah, you didn't have to lock anything. It's He's, a simpler no, no. there and All the lights are on. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. This is the middle of the night, and it's like business as usual. Jer- we see, mm-hmm. you know, next minute, Jurgens comes in. What? 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 But he climbs in the ring, and he just kind of walks around, taking it all in. Well, you know, this the you start on Apollo's face, and as it's backing out, and you see Rocky, this is like your David and Goliath moment, yeah, yeah. right? This is little tiny Rocky 
and huge Apollo, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, that's got to be how he feels. And that's, honestly, that's probably how the public feels, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, who's this guy? This freaking guy who's nobody. nobody. Apollo's this huge icon in the boxing world, and, and Rocky's this little tiny guy. And I got to say, I got to applaud Rocky for going in there and – you know, he's facing his fears before he gets to face his fears the next day, right? Yeah, that's a good one. This is a bigger place than he's ever fought in before. Got to be super intimidating to him to be in an arena that big in front of that many people mm-hmm. fighting this boxing icon, right? He's a little guy from nowhere. Do you, you think know? that's why he went there? To get in? Like- I think he went there to face his own fears, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You gotta figure I mean, being, you see him yeah. laying on the couch in the last minute, right? He's staring at the articles like, this is me now? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is me? Like, this is what the public is saying about me? I mean, I'm, I'm tomorrow, this is my big moment. He doesn't know if he'll ever be on television again. He doesn't know if he'll ever get another shot. I mean, maybe he'll win the fight, but probably he won't. This could be it for him. This could be the apex of his entire life the next day, right? That's a great point. But that makes sense if that's the reason he went to the arena because you you would think that part of the intimidation is not that you got to fight Apollo Creed or that you're fighting for the heavyweight title or any of that. Part of the intimidation is going to be the arena itself. It's huge. You've never yeah. been there. The lights, the the big banners that are, that are up. The you know, mm-hmm. to, to get the first part of that out of your out of your system to, out of you know come to terms with that. I guess. Do you feel yeah, he's got to fight himself. You think he's ever been in the spectrum before? Has he ever been in the spectrum? Obviously not on the floor, but as a spectator yeah, I think a, for anything. Maybe went to a Van Morrison concert or something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm marvelous, Mike from Moon Dan. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. We had it's Van Morrison on the show. <laughs> Van, welcome. <laughs> hey guys, I can only speak for myself. I have not been. Was never in the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Rocky. Okay. Always making it about you, but all right. But it's, I mean, you can see from his vantage point, we're, we're in the same level as Rocky right now. It's the, the place is massive. All those big empty seats. He's, he's fought in only small clubs in front of what dozen or two, yeah. two dozen people. Yeah. at one hundred max. Maybe. Yeah. And max. He's, he's way out of his league mm-hmm. here. Yeah, didn't Mickey say he's fought bums? Yeah. I mean, pretty much. Spider Rico? Yeah, he's yeah. a bum. Yeah. Call him a bum. <laughs> this is a Apollo. <laughs> Mickey laugh. Uh, this is Apollo Creed's world. Yeah. This is like the moment where he realizes he doesn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's sitting there looking at the giant Apollo Creed poster, but it might as well be Apollo Creed himself standing there. He's yeah. better off fighting the poster. Yeah. Well, this is the opposite moment, right? You just saw him at the top of the stairs, super proud of himself, super confident in himself. He just he just proved to himself that he could do this training routine and he's fit. He's in the greatest shape of his life. And now you're seeing him on the opposite side. This isn't his body. He's fighting his mind at this point. Yeah. I, I just think that, you know, who might have criticized John Adelson, but I think they went from the high to the low too soon, too quickly. Like the high, like yeah, one scene to the next was like yeah. the high, not the low. Like I would have liked something in between, something to let it, mm. let it sit in a little bit. But as I said, we can't ask John Adelson because he mm. died of pancreatic cancer, which yes, is one of the ailments that I'm deathly afraid of. <laughs> but I, I just think they went too quickly in the, in the, in the transition. Hmm. Hmm. We should ask our filmmaker buddy, Scott Corelli, what he thinks of that. 
Well, I think you had a sobering moment in the middle, right? With with Adrian quick, and though, Rocky no? tucking her in. It was very quick. It was a, it was a little bit of a transition, but um, I think maybe it needed to be that quick because it, you want the. I think he, they wanted you to feel that change, right? Mm-hmm. You wanted to go from the extreme high and how proud Rocky was and how confident he was to how quickly you can gut yourself. Mm-hmm how quickly your mind can defeat you right yeah it's all about it's all about his mental attitude at this point yeah physically he can do it right but can he conquer his mind well that's right that is the moral of the him jumping around at the top of the stairs is he he is ready he is phys- he is physically in the best shape of his life he is totally ready to fight the fight of his life but now everything else that starts weighing on him is all in his head huh? it's almost like he went like down and out, like Rocky, you can't win. You're a bum. Life's worthless. You get this chance, but just, you're going to be knocked out. You're not going to win. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You could win. No, you can't. <laughs> like, it was just <laughs> let me live a little in the moment of thinking he can actually win, yeah. and and that he himself <laughs> can believe that he can win. Now, you know this. You know he realizes what's ahead of him right now. Yeah, Scott, help us. Scott, up should, on, there uh, ha- should there have been a slow descent from the, the triumphant jumping around at the top of the stairs to this um, heaviness weighing on him? Yeah. And, and also, yeah. normally I would think in movie making, I mean, I can speak on this with my my v- resume of all the movies I've made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in movie making, I usually a lot of times, and I, you know, Rocky, like you just said, he's he's beating himself up in this in this instance. But usually, you would have a moment. In between, like jumping at the top of stairs, you're on fire. You go home that night. You're like, man, I really, I think I might be able to do this. I got a shot. Something should have to happen for you to come back down. Like, you know, either somebody doesn't believe in you, somebody questions you, or you see something, or do something, or hear something. Um, maybe you you go home, and you put on the news, and they're joking around about like, oh, does this guy really think he has a chance? And then you're kind of like, man, do I do I really have a chance? Like, there was nothing to bring him down, uh, you know, except for himself. But there was nothing in between. I just there That's was nothing the in between point. there. I know, I get it. That's the point, though. Yeah. Even that, well, I would have liked to see something. Else, something. Yeah, I think I, I, the way that I'm seeing it in my own mind is that you've got obviously the triumphant moment at the top of the steps. Then you've got the the moment where Rocky is seeing his true love. He's got his own confidence. He's got his fitness. He's got this incredible woman, but he still can't defeat his mind. Right. He's got everything going for him at this point, but he still has to defeat his own phobias about taking on Apollo. Does he really deserve the chance to be there? Can he really do it? You know, people are trashing him. Is he the joke? You know, the paper's making fun of him. Does does Mickey really believe in him? Does Paulie really believe in him? Or are they just trying to make some cash off of it? There's a lot of things that are in his mind, man. It's it's you know you don't need anybody to defeat you if you can defeat yourself. All that stuff just weighing on you. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tough. You know the other yeah. other thing that I think of too is my mind screws me up the worst in the middle of the night. Like when I mm-hmm. when I have something, you know, just something, wait, not not even weighing on me, just something looming. Mm-hmm. If I wake up in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. it gets in my yeah. head, that's when it it just it just starts eating away. That's when you ain't getting back to sleep. Oh man, that's, that's when nothing else is going on. No, just man. you and your 
Yeah, you and your brain, your own worst enemy. Blow it up to be Mm -hmm. usually bigger than it really is. But think about how many times you've woken up in the middle of the night and you thought about like a problem or something that was coming up and you you started worrying about it. And then, like you said, you couldn't go back to sleep and you worried about it all night. You were thinking about it all night. Mm -hmm. And then, like in the daytime, it'll come up again and you'll be like, hey, you know what? We can get through this. It's not such a big deal or whatever. For some reason, in the middle of the night, night, man. It seems so much worse. Yeah, man. You know what, guy? Any any guys out there under like the age of like 22, 23, these are old guy problems. Get yourself ready for them because you're all going to deal with this crap mm-hmm. when you get to our age. It's just unavoidable, man. The pressures of life, just, it, waking up at 2.30 a.m., you see your alarm is set for like 5.30. <laughs> you're like, you know what? I should be able to get back. I got three more yeah. hours, but son of a bitch, I can't sleep. This is just your mind starts working in circles, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, it happens to everybody. Can't do it. Yeah, it really eats away at you. It does, man. It was the middle of the night when I was trying to get out of uh, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Depressing Man Cast, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody would love to hear a podcast of a bunch of middle-aged guys just – Commiserating. Yeah, exactly. Sucks. <laughs> can't sleep. Can't get off the couch. But the you never get up though. You just lay oh, there like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. You right. Turn the Nintendo on or something. No, you just lay there. No, something to divert the focus to something else. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Self-destructive loop. Yep. Just stay in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're counting down if I fall asleep right ah, now. Oh, really that's the worst. Then you get mad at yourself. <laughs> God damn it. Two hours and 13 minutes of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is too actually, real. This podcast is getting too real. I actually had last night, this morning, I wanted to get up and go to the gym before work, which would require me to get up at four o'clock in the morning. And, um, uh, my son was like crying. Like he had trouble sleeping last night, ah. so he was like woke up a couple times and crying. And he woke up like three twenty, and he was Ooh. like a little fussy. We had to go in there. We gave him a little bit of warm milk. We held him for a little bit, and um, he ended up falling back asleep. But then I went back to bed. Now I couldn't fall back asleep. Mm. Now, and it was four o'clock in the morning, and I said, oh. "I said, should I just get up and go to the gym?" But then I was kind of like, if he still couldn't sleep the rest of the night, I didn't want to leave my wife alone with him, you know. So I figure I'm already up. I'll just lay here. In case he, you know, and let her sleep in case he wakes up again. And he didn't wake up anymore, but I didn't also didn't fall back asleep. So now I got up and I went, I got up, I went to work and I had like the worst thing about getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym is you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning. But you have the euphoria of the fact you went to the gym. So I had to drive to work this morning knowing that I had to, I got up at four o'clock in the morning. And I never went to the gym, so it was like, so it was like, ah, oh, it was the, <laughs> there was no positives. It was double <laughs> negatives. You're tired for nothing. Ah, uh, I was tired for nothing. And then naturally, when you, I did fall back asleep at like four fifty, and I had to get up, you know, uh, by like five fifteen, the latest. So it, that's what always happens. You fall asleep when it's too it. late. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Anyway, let's move on from our sad problems. The only note I really have left is just how quiet it, it, it is here. So well, yeah. Ah. Perfectly quiet. Rocky alone with his thoughts. This is like, you don't even need the sad music for this. Mm-mm. No. No. No, again, his no, his no. face, his expressive His face, face is... No. He's awed. See, this is no. not... His face is not like, oh my God, what am I? What have I done here? Like, I, I can't win this fight. Like, I'm a loser. His face is like sheer awe. Like, what, what the... F- mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like, what the... F- what, am, what did I do? Yeah. Like, what what is happening yeah. right now? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He's, he's pro- he has probably never been inside a building 
that that spans this much mm. open area. So he yeah. he's truly in awe. Yeah, he's seeing all those empty seats, and knowing they're all going to be filled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next flight, that's how many people are going to be watching him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that pressure is on, man. And the silence is the juxtaposition of what it's going to mm-hmm. sound like tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, definitely. Exactly. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, the the pressure is real, man. I think uh, I think Stallone pulls it off in this scene big time. Oh yeah. You just look at the look on his face and the way the camera is following him walking around, you know, really well shot, well framed, um, just perfect, perfect. And it just starting. This is the yeah. beginning of it. It his interaction with Jurgens and and him looking at the the poster of himself, mm-hmm. like it's all, yeah, like like you you said how expressive his face is, and it's it just every scene that he's in where he's not really saying anything. He's just acting with his face and with his body. Yeah. It's just, I don't yeah. know. I'm a big fan of, I, I always make a point to, to watch all of the nonverbal acting in these movies. And just that to me proves what a great actor Stallone is, you know? And, and again, I said it before on, on, on the previous minute, but man, people need to give this guy more credit. He really, really, really does a great job, and you know it's it's it, it's such a shame to me that he's never been recognized, you know, for for the talent that he actually is. Just unbelievable. Just the this the Rocky franchise, but specifically, I mean, Rocky one, mm-hmm. just unbelievable. The the talent this guy has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people focus more on the the duds that he's put out. Of course they do. Of course they do. They, they, you know, they try to reduce him into just some dopey action star, but you know, that's why, and I'll be, I'll throw out the controversial statement, man. I, as much as I love Schwarzenegger, there's no comparison. No, not even close. No, not even close. Schwarzenegger is nowhere even close to the actor. That's a sly is a real honest to goodness actor. The guy's got real, real talent. Not that Schwarzenegger doesn't, but you can't even compare the two. They people love to compare them, but yeah. there's no comparison. No, um, Schwarzenegger is pretty much a, a, a one trick pony. But yeah. I said to Craig too, like were you guys doing the slide cast? One of my favorite Stallone films is Copland, and I can't. Ah, great movie! Can't wait for you guys to do that movie. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's you know you, you take the contrast of everything he did in the '80s. You know, when he was just a beefy action guy and mm-hmm. you, you throw 40 pounds on him and kind of dumb him down a little bit. And it's it was just like a beautiful part that he played in that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fantastic movie. And that was kind of that's it came after, you know, the comedy dip mm-hmm. and a couple of the questionable movies that were kind of like, lingering in the middle there. Like stop where my mom will shoot. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do not do not call out Estelle Getty, man. Just don't do it. Don't do it. The best golden girl. I'm going to yeah. put that out there. Best golden girl. All right. So um, Estelle Getty is off limits here. We you know what? No, no, no. You know, go, go for Oscar. Go for Oscar. Okay. All right. I can give you that one. That's when that was I mean, snaps provolone, right? That Yes. <laughs> snaps freaking provolone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a oh, name. Man. Now, over the top is off limits guys. Off limits. Don't go oh, there. I love over the top. Mm-hmm. Hawk and Son. Man. Mm-hmm. Hawk and Son. Lincoln Hall. Oh, I got what, a great, what a great oh. name. Lincoln Hall. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, well, we got all these movies to do minutes on. You guys got well, a bright you, future. 
You know, um, Craig said that if we ever went out to Vegas, he can do a uh, location tour of over the top. What, dude? We all got to do that, and we got to tape it and broadcast it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We're doing it. It's, it's done. It's, it's done. We're booking it. You guys are flying out. I go out every August for the Star Trek convention. So, oh yeah, all right. yeah. Every beginning of every August, well, every year. Start. Yeah, Las Vegas is probably the most fun place on the planet. There's gambling, there's drinking, there's food, there's prostitutes if you're into that. But a, a, a set tour of over the top yeah. gets you. Now, now I have a reason to go to Las Vegas. What about all the other reasons to go to Las Vegas? Well, I don't have money. And Monami Gabi, right? Oh my God, that's my favorite restaurant in the whole world. You go there? I've been there, yeah. Our previous you thing. Did? You son of a bitch. I, I didn't think anybody listened. <laughs> that's my favorite restaurant. Oh, I, gotta, I know I had the steak in Fritz. <laughs> That's Jay's favorite. It's, it's friggin' it's unreal. Freaks. Craig told you Freaks. about it. Oh, whatever, whatever. I'm not steak, French. Steak. I took French in high school. <laughs> steak and Fritz is like you get steak and like a German guy sits in there, sits down next to it. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, episode 95 of the Rocky Minute. Um, this is Jeff Hewlett signing off. <laughs> Beaming up. Yes, perfect. There you go. <laughs> you want to one last time throw out your plugs? Oh, sure. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, so, yeah, so th- there was a Star Trek reference there. So, yeah, yeah I'm um, I'm part of a Star Trek network called the Tricorder Transmissions. We got a ton of Star Trek shows. Uh, Craig Cohen, who's been on the Rocky Minute a couple weeks ago. Was it last week or the week before? Uh, his episodes aired last week, but by the time okay. this airs, it'll be like a month prior. All right. So Craig Cohen and I did a, uh, a, a commentary track for every episode of Star Trek, the original series uh, called The Original Mission. That's part of the Tricorder Transmissions. And we've got shows dedicated to Star Trek Discovery, the newest Trek show, which is airing on CBS All Access as we speak. Hmm. So if you are into the new Trek show, we do one episode for every one of those. So every episode airs on Sunday. We have an episode out the following Tuesday about that episode you know jeff uh, we um, yeah. we had uh writer co-executive producer ted sullivan on our show nice uh, get out of here that's yeah, great that was, i can't remember what minutes that was back in the 50s when rocky first meets mr Jurgen. so if you want to nice. check his take out on rocky go back man i didn't realize i was on such a high profile show <laughs> only the best you guys don't sell yourself well enough man only the best jesus we're waiting for wow. the heat to pick up because uh, wow, yeah. man, I'm, I'm following such big names: yeah, Sullivan, yeah. Cohen, and you're Kunda. Really, you're, wow. real, you're really, uh, you, you know. You well, live- you guys are scraping the bottom of the barrel now, going for guys like me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, you lived up to the hype. Jeff Ferry is the one I'm. I'm worried about. That's scraping. Ah, uh, Ferry's a cool dude, man. You guys will have fun with Ferry. <laughs> I love. Yeah, him, he's man. a good guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. If you haven't listened to the Burbs Minute. Uh, check out his yeah. Burbs minute. He he does some cool stuff, man. We we were on his um, Jane Silent Bob show. Get out! Yeah, very cool, man. Yeah, Ferry Ferry's become quite a prolific podcaster, man. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting back into the Slycast groove uh, with those guys. Uh, we have a really great time on Slycast. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, you are a Rocky fan, and therefore, I would assume you're a Stallone fan. So. Head over to slycast.blogspot.com or on iTunes. Look up the Slycast. Uh, we're doing one episode for every one of Stallone's films. Uh, we're celebrating and analyzing his movie career. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, we, we have just a great time recording that. And you know we have the greatest listeners, man. Everybody gives us such wonderful feedback. 
absolutely flattered to be part of that project, man. So I uh, hope some of you guys can cross pollinate over onto the slidecast. I'd love to, we'd love to hear from you and let us know you heard us on the Rocky minute. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Go yeah. check out all of Jeff's stuff. He's got a lot of balls in the air. I don't know how he does it, but you owe only him. two, only two balls. Oh, that's easy. Unless I sit down and there's none. <laughs> <laughs> got to end on a laugh. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we, uh, while you're over there on Twitter, check out Rocky minute. You could go to Facebook and join our listeners page called Mighty Mix. We're on DuelingGenre.com, where there are other movies by minute shows, such as the Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Cornetto Trilogy, nice. Disney Animation, Minute Essentials. Whoa. Yeah. I'm a big Disney, Disney fan, movies. by the way, guys. Are you? Season pass holder, man. I erroneously said that they started with Beauty and the Beast, but they started with Snow White, and I think they're moving on to Little Mermaid. So if nice. any of those float your boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Mermaid, float your boat like that. (laughs) I go to Disney every year for my birthday, by the way. uh, I just came back. Nice. uh, For Christmas, I was there. Nice. I love it down there, man. I go a couple times a year. It's cold. Wow. Yeah, yeah. My brother brother probably goes about three times a year. It's the best, man. Mm -hmm. It's the best. I can't afford any of this stuff. We bought an annual pass this year, so we got to go back again at some point. That's what we – yeah, annual pass holders, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we go a couple times a year. And by the way, we'll do we'll, – let's do a podcast on Disney on a budget for Doug. <laughs> yes, please. I don't, I don't. I can't do anything on a budget. I spend a ton of money over there. I'll do one. I'll do one. Doug, you and me will do a podcast, Disney on a budget. All right. I'll, we got it. It'll yeah. be like a like a learning experience for him. It was there a little. You go. There it you was go. a little cold when we were down there over this year. It was like fifties, and it was it's like the best the, time to go. The morning it went to like thirties, and we didn't bring enough. We didn't bring the proper clothes. Dude, so my, my wife bought like three sweatshirts. We had to buy my son like three sweatshirts. <laughs> I probably spent three hundred dollars in sweatshirts. Oh God, man! The first, the, the second time we went, the second time we went, this was years ago. Uh, we went around uh, around this time of the year, and uh, you know, Jersey, right? We're used to. Sub sub zero temperatures. <laughs> so we go down there and we look at the weather report. It's going to be in the 50s. We're like, yeah, we'll bring t shirts and jeans. We'll be good to go. We go down there, man. Like the second day we're there, wake up, we're in the room, turn the TV on while we're getting ready. Local news, it's like 52 degrees. Local news has like this aerial shot of this outdoor restaurant, and there's one table outside. And there's people sitting at it. You would have thought this was the friggin' apocalypse, oh, the way the yeah. news was. There are people <laughs> sitting outside eating at this restaurant. What, where are these people from? It's freezing cold outside, and they're not even wearing jackets. And we're standing there laughing at the television. Like, we open the front door, like, wait a minute, it's 52 degrees. This is beautiful yeah, in New Jersey. Ridiculous. I'm in a t shirt and jeans. I'm not even bringing my jacket to the park. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> They're not used to that down there. They no, the snow apocalypse. Yeah. We were down there, and like I said, the mornings were like the early 30s. The, it got up to like nice. mid 50s, and it, it's all they covered on the news. They were talking the the freeze. The the uh, it was just they were keep acting, the riffraff yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> need to keep that refresh. It was cold. The mornings were cold. Um, yeah. the, the 50s in the afternoons was all right. In the sun, you could deal with it. The mornings were chilly, man. Jersey folks, man, this is the time for you to go. Northeasterners, get down there. Bring your summer best. And we are not right, endorsed guys. by Disney. It can be. 
Disney, if you want to advertise on our show, please, uh, rockyminute at gmail.com. But the other Minute by Minute shows, sorry, uh, there's a Ferris Bueller, Harry Potter, nice. Jay, Jay and Silent Bob with our pal Jeff Ferry and his hetero life partner, Chris Durkach, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Spider-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Toy Story. So that is DuelingGenre.com. Plus, they got other original series, podcasts, and short films that Scott Crowley made, uh, written and directed. He, that guy does it all. So yeah. go to DuelingGenre.com. I got to check some of this stuff out. Man, yeah, sounds like great stuff. It is. You really can load yourself up and just spend a lot of time listening to some awesome programming. Yeah, I'm a I'm a podcast commuter, man. That's what I do in the yeah. car on the way to and from work, and same, I'll same load here. it up. Yeah, definitely, yeah. man. Uh, if you wanted to load it up with even more stuff, go to moviesbyminutes.com. There's, nice. uh, I think they're inching closer to 80 podcasts that have about movies that have this minute by minute treatment. Good Lord. And it all started by Pete and Alex from the Star Wars Minute. But two guys mm. uh, started the format by reviewing a movie minute by minute by doing Gutter Balls, which is a uh, podcast about the Big Lebowski. Nice. But Pete and Alex took it to a daily format and made it what it is today. So That's phenomenal, man. Movies, phenomenal. As a podcaster, I love to hear about the work that all these other guys are doing. This phenomenal stuff, man. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of work and very rewarding, though. When when you get people com- you know complimenting you on your product that you're yep. putting out, it's definitely totally. definitely worth the uh, the hate we get from our wives. <laughs> so <laughs> your wives, not mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine's watching TV in the other room. Mine, uh, what is it? Nine o'clock? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to get to bed. We're old, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next week on a brand new Rocky Minute.